you know, one day I would like to run as good as the Chubb people run. Um, yeah. Max Payne, when he falls in the end zone twice to bail out the slappies. But, um, hey, we move on is what it is. Um, but, yeah, we, we got an interesting showdown. I'll say that. Philadelphia and Houston. Uh, if you guys are new, uh, welcome. My name is CK. Again, we'll be covering the Thursday Night Football Showdown slate. Also, make videos for NBA DFS as well as prize picks. Uh, Price Picks is the sponsor of this video. You can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. They have player props up for Thursday night's game. So give it a try. Again, they have a lot of different sports you can mix and match and make sure to use that code to take advantage of that free money. If you guys are looking for premium content, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. I offer a lot of different packages. Okay. So as I said, it's an interesting showdown slate. Philadelphia and Houston, 44 over under. The Eagles are 13 and a half point favorites. So We'll start off on the Eagles side, which is pretty easy to talk about. Jalen Hurts, one of the best plays in the slate, probably the best, you know, overall, disregarding ownership. Um, a guy with high floor because of his rushing upside, only ran the ball 10 times uh, for two times or 10 yards last game, but he just didn't need to. They're playing from a massive lead. So, yeah, love Hurts. He's probably going to be 90 plus percent owned, but hard not to like him here. Um, so, he looks great. As far as the top wide receivers, well, AJ Brown. Devonta Smith, those are the top two wide receivers. Brown's 11-2, Smith is 8.2K. Both have a ceiling. You know, we've seen some games, we've seen some pretty big games from Devonta Smith. Um, 33 fantasy points here, you know, almost 20 a couple times. And we've also seen some pretty big games from A.J. Brown. 42 here, 28 here. Um, so the top two wide receivers both look good. They should play a majority of the game. Um, you know, they didn't play as much last week. That's because at the very end, uh, you know, it was just a massive blowout, so they didn't need to. But Expect both those wide receivers in a competitive game to play close to 100% snaps. So both Brown and, and Smith look really good. I think point per dollar might slightly prefer Smith, but you can't go wrong with either. You could play them both together if you want to. So the two top wide receivers look great. It's a good matchup against Houston as well. Miles Sanders. So I'm going to be on full tilt mode if this guy falls into the end zone. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It is technically a three-headed monster. So um, he is not a bell cow back. Um, he's working in with Scott. He's working in with Kenneth Gainwell. We saw it two games ago. We saw it last game. 29 snaps for Sanders, 13 for Scott, 14 for Gainwell. So, um, yeah, he is in play for sure. He's in play for sure. He's still their number one back. But you're going to see carries for Gainwell, and you're going to see third down work for Gainwell, and you're going to see short yardage carries for Boston Scott, and you probably see some red zone carries for Boston Scott as well. So, while I think Sanders is a totally fine play, He's probably going to be overowned, and for for that reason, I'm most likely going to fade, and then he's going to fall into the end zone three times for the Droolers. So, um, yeah, Sanders again, totally fine, but in my opinion, based on what we've seen so far from Showdown Slates, he's probably going to be overowned. The Eagles defense at seven seven thousand dollars for the Eagles defense. It's pricey, pricey. Um, now, are they out of play? No. It also will come down to ownership. If you get a situation where a defense at this price point is pushing 50 plus percent, like what was the last show on where what was the defense that was like 50 plus percent owned and they got, yeah, the, the Patriots defense and the people got rightfully punished for playing a defense at that high of ownership. So comes down to ownership for the Eagles. Obviously, they're still in play, but 7K is a lot to pay for a defense. Dallas Goddard, 6'6". Uh, I think he's a pretty safe option. Normally a guy with a relatively high floor outside of the one week that I played him against Dallas. Other than that, he's you know hovering in the you know 10 to 15 fans point range. So not as high of a ceiling as those wide receivers, but usually a, a pretty high floor for Goddard. I think he's a pretty safe option there. 
Gainwell, 5K. Um, I mean, he is going to see some carries. He'll see some, you know, receiving work as well. I think at this price point, he's a bit overpriced, but doesn't make him completely out of play. I would say more of a contrarian option. Jake Elliott at 4.8K. I mean, the Eagles are expected to put up a lot of points. So Elliott, you know, may have some field goal opportunities. Um, I think he's a good option. He'll be much more popular than the uh, Houston Texan kicker. Wide receiver three, it's it's a split kind of between Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal. So last game, Quez Watkins played 37 snaps and Pascal played 23. So if I had to give the edge to one, it actually would be Quez Watkins at 1-4 over Pascal. Um, Pascal a little bit pricier. He did have two catches last week and a touchdown. But for me, I would give the edge to Watkins. Just, you know, rather go to more opportunities. And I don't hate Boston Scott either. 1.8K plus seven carries last week. I mean, he will still be in the, like in a competitive game against Dallas the week before. He saw six carries. So he's a guy that they can bring in in short yard situations, right? He had a touchdown week one. So 1.8K, I think he's a viable value play for sure. So that is kind of it for... The Eagles um, backup tight end is Jack Stahl. He's more of a blocker. He played 30 snaps last game, but only ran a route on nine. So again, nothing more than a dart throw. Third string tight end is this guy, Grant, also Tara. Um, he played 12 snaps, ran around two. So probably can't go there. Now we talk about Houston, and this is where it gets really tricky. Um, so the top two guys, a little bit easy to talk about outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. So Davis Mills, nine K he's their starting quarterback, not a guy really with the high ceiling, but it should be good game script. They should be playing from behind. Um, he's not going to be super popular. Fine with Davis Mills, as always quarterbacks in the showdowns slates are usually, you know, pretty high floor plays, safe plays. So you want to play Davis Mills. I think that's totally fine. Damian Pierce at eight, six. So he is their RB one. Um, and a guy that in a competitive game or, you know, neutral game script for the playing from ahead, he'll see a lot of opportunities. But if they fall behind big, which they definitely could in this game, it's almost a 14-point spread, he could get phased out a little bit. So I like Pierce. He's probably the most talented player on offense, um, and he is a bit involved in the passing game. But if they fall behind, like, real bad, if they fall, fall behind, like, three scores, they probably abandon the run a bit more and maybe look to a guy like Rex Burkhead. And we know Nico Collins is out. He's the wide receiver, too. And it doesn't look like Brandon Cooks is going to play. He's questionable. Um, Non-participant both Tuesday and Wednesday. uh, And he wasn't happy they didn't get traded. So we will see about that. If Cooks ends up taking the field, then, yeah, he's the wide receiver you're going to feel the best about. He's been their most consistent wide receiver. Would be a decent option. Now, if he misses, that's where I said this is where things get really, really, really interesting. So last game... Wide receiver two was Philip Dorsett. And where is... So he played 45 of the 54 snaps, Philip Dorsett. Wide receiver three playing in the slot was Chris Moore. He played 34 snaps. Wide receiver four was Tyron Johnson. He played five snaps. So looking at the price points, we have Dorsett here at 4K. I think he's the guy that I feel the best about of these cheap Houston wide receivers because... With Collins out last game, Dorsett was the wide receiver too. Like Dorsett for value. Now, if there's no Brandon Cooks, they can do a couple things. They can move Chris Moore out wide, who played a lot of snaps last game but didn't do anything. Or they could go to uh, Tyrone Johnson at the Flatman price and play him out wide. So $200, even though he didn't play a lot last game, if there's no Brandon Cooks, you could see Tyron Johnson playing a lot, and he would be someone that would be intriguing. And yeah, Chris Moore, again, he didn't do anything last game, but... Still playable as well. Um, should be their slot wide receiver with Nico Collins out. And then 
Rex Burkhead's the RB2. He's more of their passing down guy. Um, again, if they fall behind big time like they did here against the Raiders, he's a guy that you know could be viable on the slate. He had six targets here, five targets here, five targets here. So a little bit interesting Burkhead. Again, kind of game flow dependent, though. He needs the, the Texans to fall behind big time for Rex Burkhead to be viable. I mean, Fairbairn 3-8 is definitely a viable option. He's going to be way lower on than the Eagles kicker. Texans D, probably not for me, but you never know. Any team can get a pick six, so... Um, yeah, Dari Ogunbale is the RB3. I'm not going to go there. He did play three snaps last week. And then the tight ends are also some interesting value plays. So three tight ends played. O.J. Howard started, played 27 of the 54 snaps. Brevin Jordan played 30 of the 54. And Jordan Akins played 14 of the 54. Now, O.J. Howard ran around in 12 of the 27 snaps. Brevin Jordan ran around 18 of the 30 snaps. And Jordan Akins ran around 12 of the 14 snaps. So all three of these tight ends are running routes. I don't really have any strong leans here. O.J. Howard had two catches and three targets last week. Brevin Jordan had two catches on four targets. Jordan Atkins played the least, but still had one catch and two targets. So they're all kind of just put them in. Again, get that dartboard out. Put all three names in a dartboard. Throw a dart. They are all look pretty similar. Aiken's probably the riskiest because he played the least, but still a guy that is playable. And yeah, that's it. Again, we mentioned Tyrone Johnson. Um, wide receiver four, if there's no Brandon Cooks. So again, the top three would be Dorsett, Johnson, Moore. Wide receiver four would be John Mechie, the third, whatever that is, but he is out. Uh, so they may call up someone from like the practice squad if there's no Cooks. Um, so I don't think they want to just have three wide receivers on the team. Uh, but yeah, that's going to wrap up the video, guys. I uh, hope this video did help. Again, it's a tricky show on the slate for sure, but hey, there's still big money up top, so... Hopefully, uh, one of you guys watching can take down the 500K to first. But if you enjoyed, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and I will see you all in the next video.